A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete. Stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. So today we have a very special guest. We have Coach Ben on the podcast today, and we are going to be talking about shortcuts and how all of these shortcuts that we have ever pursued in our own fitness journeys have ended up actually being uh, kind of a divergence from the path to success. And all of these things that people try to do to get closer to their goals or to kind of hack their way to their goals in a short in a short period of time and kind of cut out some of the work that ends up actually just distracting you and taking up more time and energy. So this is a podcast topic that uh, uh, Ben kind of came up with some notes for. So he's going to kind of be leading the show. And uh, yeah, let's kick things off. Yeah, it's. Thanks. Thanks, first of all, for having me, Leif. Uh, really enjoy being here with you. And yeah, of course. I think that uh, shortcuts can actually tend to be long cuts, ironically, uh, a lot of the times. And I think one of the most kind of prevalent ways that this shows up is uh, in people's weight loss goals. So um, there are statistics about like the um, percentage of people who lose weight and are able to maintain that weight loss. So um, a lot of people may be able to lose, you know, 25, 30, 35 pounds. Um, but then, you know, a couple months later, um, they've put the weight back on and they're not able to kind of maintain um, the results that they've gotten. And I'm really fascinated about like, why is that the case? Um, why is it that they're able to, you know, get these results that they want in a certain time frame, but then, um, things kind of eventually end up going back to the way that they were. Um, and you kind of have this, you know, this yo-yo dieting, so to speak, um, process. And I think that in what I've observed, I think the one of the fundamental reasons that this is happening is that the methods that are used to get to that endpoint are unsustainable long-term. And so you might be able to kind of grit your teeth through that process and um, kind of just use willpower the whole time in order to uh, get to that end point. But by the time everything's over, you're so kind of burnt out from everything that you've been doing, both mentally, uh, mentally, <laughs> physically, et cetera, um, that those old habits uh, return and then so do the old results. So um, if what you're doing right now, and I think this is kind of the golden question is if somebody was to ask you, you know, the methods that you're using right now to get to your goals, are these something that you could see yourself doing in a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? And if you can't answer positively to that question, then I would ask, what do you expect is going to happen when you eventually do get there and you go back to the way that you were doing things before? Um, and I think that people may not realize that like, I mean, you hear people say, oh, I'm going on a diet on Monday or I'm starting this new thing uh, on Tuesday. And they're they're uh, making these monumental shifts in their lifestyle. So like they're going from sitting on the couch all day, uh, not, you know, caring a single thing about their nutrition and uh, maybe not paying attention to their sleep to 
okay, I can only eat these foods and I'm working out, you know, I'm killing myself two hours a day. And so they're making all these kind of extreme shifts in at one time. And uh, maybe you're able to do that for a small period of time, but then you get to, you know, a certain point where uh, you can't just grit your teeth every more and like anymore for, you know, the rest of your life. And um, those old habits creep back in. And uh, I think it kind of comes back to this idea of sustainability. Yeah, it totally does. And that's why we really emphasize the importance of sustainability. It really comes down to to sustainability. Like what can you do long term? And for all of us, it might look a little bit different. And we should all be grounding our kind of main areas of focus in the core fundamental principles of fat loss or muscle growth or uh, nutrition or or building strength or whatever uh, whatever that is like all of the core fundamental principles are going to be the same generally speaking for everyone but uh, the way that you kind of go about your own approach to accomplish your goals is going to be different so for example, like I might want to build more muscle, but that doesn't mean that I want to be stepping on the Olympia stage. And like both of those people are kind of generally doing lots of the same things. If you want to get the ideal results, you're generally doing lots of the same things. But one person is working out way more, is uh, being way more focused on their nutrition, is uh, focusing on fitness as their num number one priority um, when that might not be the case for you. And that's totally okay. But just understanding that uh, you need to pick a pick a, an approach that is sustainable for you over the long term. And I think it um, I think it it kind of comes down to uh, like the the whole tale of the Taurus and the hare. It's like, yeah, it you might see other people getting like kind of these quick fixes or quick wins and they get, uh, they might, you might see lots of change in a short period of time from other people, but where are they six months after that? Where are they a year after that? And usually like you don't, you don't need to be as slow as the tortoise, but the idea is that you're focusing on the long term and you're just steadily working your way towards your goals. That's the approach that uh, I've personally found to be most effective. And uh, generally, I think that works best for most people. Yeah, there's a lot of things that popped into my kind of head as you were going through and saying all those things. And one of them was that um, when you see these like really rapid transformations, like in, you know, a short number of weeks or months, um, that's kind of what gets a lot of attention and a lot of views. And I think Part of that comes down to the fact that people don't want to be told that it's going to be a long approach and that it's going to take time and it's going to take patience and they want to, you know, they see somebody who's gone through this quick transformation and they're like, that's what I want because I can get, I can get this over with quickly. Like this diet thing, this thing that is, you know, scary and, uh, you know, that I have, you know, associations with in my head as being a negative thing, uh, something that's, you know, in incredibly difficult, uh, you don't want to have to maybe maybe deep down you truly do know that it's just going to take time and consistency but that isn't what people want to hear and that's why a lot of these times when people are selling whether it's um, supplements or um, some other kind of uh, quick fix or solution um, they're kind of banking on that fact of you know people's psychology where they don't want to have to accept that it's going to be a long process and it's going to take patience. They just want to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's what sells. Uh, when you're 
uh, how to get six pack abs in 30 days, that's going to sell versus like how to get six pack abs in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, who's, who's going to choose the latter, uh, if I, if I'm paying money for something, but the, the truth of the matter is like, I want something. I don't just want the goal. I want the goal five years down the road, 10 years down the road. I want this goal to last. So not only do I want to accomplish this, this goal, but I want to maintain it over the long term. And that is the part that differentiates the shortcut solutions, some of the shortcut solutions with the long term sustainable approach, where uh, you're actually focusing on uh, some of those questions that you asked earlier, like, do I see myself being able to do this for the next six months, 12 months, five years, 10 years? Do I see myself being able to do this for the long term? Because if you can say yes to that, that's when it's going to be so much easier to actually stick to a plan. You mentioned lots of people just kind of uh, go from like couch potato to 100 miles an hour in the gym. It's like, okay, I'm going from couch potato to six days a week, uh, uh, two hours a day. I'm training uh, with serious intensity. First of all, that's a recipe for uh, some uh, injury, <laughs> uh, but it's also a it's it's a recipe for getting uh, very quickly burned out and not uh, not playing the long game. And so we were actually just doing uh, a live stream the other day, and somebody asked the question, "How how much should I be working out?" And I said, well, what's, what's your training experience? Like, what's your background? And she's like, well, I'm just a beginner. I'm just kind of really getting into this for the first time in a while. And I said, okay, let's, let's first start with three times a week, 30 minutes each time. Like, let's start with that. Uh, especially if you don't have, um, if you have a coach or trainer in your corner who like really knows you in depth and is building uh programming specific to your goals that can be a little bit of a different story but generally speaking it's this idea that the uh the solution is not six times a week two hours uh a a workout in fact that's not something i do and uh i wouldn't really recommend that for anyone unless you're a very serious athlete but that's uh that's the approach that I would recommend is just okay let's let's transition from where you're at right now to um kind of a slow build into this new lifestyle totally and I think kind of what you're hitting at here is that you have to meet yourself where you are right now like maybe your eventual goal is to get up to the point where you have you know more frequent more intense training like uh whatever it may be but uh there is there are steps along the way and you can't shortcut that you know no one went from being a, a high school track star to being like an olympic athlete in in one day overnight like that took years and years of patience and hard work and and building it up it's like you can't go from squatting the bar to squatting 315 on your on your second week of uh yeah. of training like kind of just like what you said and i think that part of the reason that people might have this perception is that um when you think about going on a diet or starting an exercise routine, if that's something that's new to you. Um, oftentimes, I think there uh, are these like 
as I mentioned earlier, like negative connotations, like, oh, I'm going on a diet, it's going to be this like big thing. Um, whereas you can kind of just start with, you know, smaller lifestyle habits and think like, okay, what am I doing right now? Let's say I'm ordering takeout three times a day, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm not getting any activity in. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not really drinking much water. Instead of saying, okay, I'm going to have a perfect diet, I'm going to, you know, go to the gym two hours every single day, just to start. How about like, okay, I am going to cook uh, two out of three of my meals each day. And uh, I'll still maybe get like one takeaway each day. And I'll slowly transition um, away from that. Or I'm going to try to get five fruits and vegetables today, if that's something that um, I'm struggling with, I'm going to try to drink, you know, um, two water bottles full when I'm normally not even drinking half of a water bottle. I'm going to go for a 20 minute walk after my meals and maybe I'll go to the gym, you know, like you said, three times a week for 30 minutes, like these small little steps that you can build on. And then once you've kind of bitten off those pieces, you can start to, uh, increase the kind of intensity or increase the, um, difficulty of the habits that you're um, starting out with. So I think it very much is recognizing where you're at and understanding that if you want to get to a point that is not close to where you're at right now, you need to build up to that. And um, it doesn't have to be this huge monumental thing that feels insurmountable. Like you can start with small habits. And once you kind of solidify those, you can build upon those. The shortcut to fitness success is consistency. And if more people understood that, more people would have the body that they wanted to have. So don't be looking for these secret hacks or this brand new revolutionary diet or these new pills or supplements or fat burners or whatever it is. Don't be looking for those for the results. Understand that the shortcut is actually just consistency is doing something that, uh, can, um, can cultivate consistency in your life. Cause the, uh, I guess kind of back to the Taurus and the hair thing, the person who is doing, um, who does the six days a week, two hours per workout and is consistent 20% of the time because they're constantly getting injured or they're feeling defeated or they're feeling burned out because they're doing more than their body can realistically handle. That person um, is going to get uh, surpassed by the person who's working out three times a week, 30 minutes each time with 90% consistency. You're you, that's uh so it's not necessarily where I'm using the Taurus and the hair as kind of an analogy to this, but it's not necessarily kind of um, uh, it, it, you don't need to look at that as like a speed thing. It's just a um, it's a consistent effort thing. It's what can you do consistently uh, and uh, not have this like stop and start mentality. And I think you touched on really something that's important there, which is like this all or nothing mentality that people have with fitness. And I'll tie it into myself included. Um, I definitely identify with that kind of perspective in some ways. So like when I started on my um, kind of fitness journey, uh, I had a meal plan that I was following and uh, I felt like if I was not sticking to that 100%, then, you know, everything, everything went to crap, like everything got thrown off. I was either on it or I was off it. Um, And uh, a similar thing can be said with training, like um, I'm either, you know, going to the gym 
six or seven days a week and I'm going super hard or I'm not doing anything at all. And I think that that is a really quick way to burn out when you view things in that lens instead of viewing things as I'm going to go as consistently as I can and through the goals that I've set for myself, um, goals that are you know, challenging to me, but realistic as well, um, which I think is one of the important things about setting goals for yourself is like pushing yourself to set goals that are not necessarily easy. They are challenging. They do require work, but they're also achievable and understanding that you don't need to set these massive goals at the start that are unachievable because if you're not able to get that in the time frame you're looking for, like if you want amazing results in short time periods and that's your goal, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, I think um, kind of getting back to kind of the concept of like shortcuts. Um, I think uh, lots of people uh, view shortcuts as a potential answer to their problems when when in reality, it's just um, uh, it's just kind of a uh, a delusion, like it's not actual reality. Um, So I love to touch on the kind of the deception of shortcuts. And we talked about kind of uh, ketogenic dieting as an example of that. So could you get into some details about um, what what those kind of deceptions are? Absolutely. So I think fad diets are something that a lot of people find themselves falling into. And you may have come across this information maybe on social media. um, And uh, it's can be difficult to tell kind of what is accurate and what is not in this day and age when there's so many different, you know, pages and just places to get information available to us. So um, you might see something uh, where it says, oh, I, I followed this certain diet and I lost 15 pounds in two weeks or something like that. Um, and somebody sees that and they're like, whoa, uh, you know, they're, they're thinking to themselves, I finally found, you know, the secret, the answer, the reason that I haven't been getting results. Um, And I think that's kind of what the people who promote these diets um, or these ideas are selling is like this fear of missing out or this idea of a panacea, like something that will solve all of their problems, um, this one simple thing. Um, So the ketogenic diet, as an example, uh, it may be sustainable for some small percentage of people, but I would say for most people, it is an exclusive diet that, you know, cuts out a lot of food groups that uh, people, you know, should be eating for their health. And one of the reasons that I think that people get attached to this diet in particular is um, a ketogenic diet is uh, a low carbohydrate diet and um, carbohydrates, when you consume carbohydrates, they're stored in muscle as glycogen um, along with water. So um, when you stop eating carbohydrates, you're essentially flushing out all this water and you get a huge drop on the scale from all the water weight that you're losing. And people see that and they're like, oh, I just lost a bunch of fat like instantly from this uh, one diet without understanding kind of like the uh, laws of thermodynamics and calories in, calories out. Um, And so they see this initial kind of weight loss and they're encouraged to stick with the diet for longer. And, uh, the diet itself, there's nothing necessarily special about it. It's just that they're in a calorie deficit from the diet and they continue to maintain that weight loss. And then they say, I lost like this number of pounds uh, doing keto. But I think I've listened to a lot of different people who have, you know, experimented with that diet. And it is rare that you're like, I've, it's a rare story that I've heard people who follow that for like years and years and years. Like it is not a, 
dietary practice that is conducive to living like a balanced lifestyle. And, um, you know, there are some instances like certain medical conditions where it might be um, you could implement it. But I think for most individuals focusing on like, okay, I just need to cut out carbs or I just need to do this one thing and trying to like boiling it down to this kind of simple factor is uh, is taking away from the uh, kind of the main crux of the issue, which is just like, okay, what is actually producing results here? A calorie deficit. And you can do that without having to cut out or be exclusive with your diet. Yeah. Uh, the ketogenic diet was originally uh, invented as a dietary um, kind of intervention protocol for epilepsy. And okay. So like, if you're not experienced, if you, uh, do not suffer from epilepsy, um, you have no real, uh, kind of reason for, for following such a diet. And, uh, the simple fact of the matter is that most people, um, generally everybody is going to do better on a higher carb diet than a lower carb diet. Uh, your brain runs on glucose, your body, uh, in general runs on glucose, uh, optimally. So that's something, uh, this, that's just a small example. And the reason that it was, uh, as Ben touched on really adopted by dieting culture is that it, uh, happens to, uh, give people a sudden burst of, uh, weight loss. Uh, and you see the number on the scale drop, um, by at least a few pounds, uh, in general within a week or two of following a low carb diet because your body is flushing out the stored glycogen and, uh, the water that is bound, uh, to those glycogen molecules. So that's just one example of how like a fitness fad is really just a mirage. It's like you get there and then you realize, oh, that's actually not the goal. That's not the, um, oasis that I was really looking for. In fact, it's just more desert. And if I had just kept on the same path that I was going on, I would have gotten to the oasis a lot faster and without this extra hardship. So that's just one example. Uh, do you have other examples of kind of some situations like that? Yeah, I think kind of a similar thing um, could be said about intermittent fasting. So like some people will say like, oh, intermittent fasting um, and you get into this whole like um, uh you know, carbohydrate insulin model of obesity sort of thing where it's like focusing on, uh, okay, there are these other factors kind of going on physiologically that are stopping fat loss instead of just like laws of thermodynamics. And okay, there's this magical thing about intermittent fasting, but essentially what's just happening is it's calorie control. Like some people are going to find that it's harder to eat the number of calories that they need to maintain their body weight in a restricted time period than it is like over the course of a day. So let's say you normally would start eating breakfast and you'd wake up at seven and then uh, you'd go to work and you'd be eating all throughout the day until you go to bed at like nine or 10. Um, whereas if, you know, maybe somebody instead said, okay, I'm going to hold off on breakfast. I'll push it to I'll have my first meal at maybe 10, 11 um, while I'm at work and then I'll have dinner at six and then that'll be kind of the time where I stop eating. So you're cutting out like snacking at night is a big thing for people or um, kind of just like uh, condensing the time that they're eating into a small period uh, is what's helping them to control their calories. And it's not necessarily the fact that there's something magical about this. And this is actually something that I had experienced as well as like when I first started uh, my fitness journey, I was intermittent fasting and finding like I actually found that 
when I started having some food before my workouts, my workouts were going so much better. Um, and I would like uh, kind of beat myself up or feel guilty if I ate outside of this time period because I'm like thinking in my head, oh, there's I'm, I'm messing up my, my results, whereas it was really just a matter of, um, you know, controlling my calories. So I think that that is a instance where uh, similar to like, OK, maybe I feel better with more carbohydrates, like maybe I feel better with. 70% of my intake coming from carbohydrates, or maybe I feel better with 50% of my intake coming from carbohydrates, or maybe I feel better with an eight hour eating window or a 12 hour eating window. Like these are things that you can experiment with yourself and see what works for you. And it kind of goes back to that idea of sustainability. Like maybe these are some things to kind of play around with and see if they help you adhere to your goals better, but there's nothing magical necessarily in themselves. It's just a tool to increase adherence and consistency. Yeah, that's what um, we've touched on intermittent fasting before on the podcast. And that's what we always come back to. It's like there's no science to support the uh, this idea that intermittent fasting is this magical cure-all to, uh, to um, promoting fat loss in any way. But what it does do is it, uh, it can help some people to be more compliant to a diet because they are uh, condensing their feeding window and it's just naturally easier in that situation for some people to consume fewer calories. And if that's the case for you, awesome. Like you can go ahead, you can follow intermittent fasting. You can follow a ketogenic diet. I wouldn't really recommend the latter, but you can try it. You can follow it. Um, the point is finding something that works for you and sticking with it. But uh, I think the main reason that shortcuts mess people up is because or the idea of shortcuts uh so i'm not saying that intermittent fasting is a shortcut or necessarily that ketogenic dieting is a shortcut either um but if you're jumping from one thing to the next looking for that quick fix looking for that shortcut to success that is the problem that is what is holding you back from actually accomplishing uh lasting results so if you find that one of these uh one of these diet fads or something that we would an intermittent fasting really isn't really isn't a dieting fad but um ketogenic dieting at least for the purposes of weight loss is a little bit more of a fad and i imagine well we've already seen it kind of dying out over the last uh couple of years but um but yeah the point is like find something that you really uh feel good following and just stick with it like that is the shortcut consistency that is a shortcut and finding something that you can stick with over the long term absolutely and i think it's the lens in which you view the thing as well like if you're viewing it as like okay this is a tool that can help me get to my goals versus this is a shortcut that i can use to help me get to my goals like th thinking about intermittent fasting or like uh you know manipulating carbohydrates like those are tools but if you're able to understand you know this isn't like a shortcut that i'm taking to get to a certain place i think that's kind of important as well yeah i think that's a really good um that's a really important kind of point to note is that why why am i following this particular approach am i following this because i do think that this is a quick fix and I feel like this is a shortcut and I feel like I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw someone lose those 15 pounds in two weeks. Like, oh, and that's why I want to jump on and, and do this. Uh, if that's the way that you're viewing this, then it is more of that shortcut and it's not uh, the long-term commitment that you really need to be making in your health and fitness journey. So that's, I think that's a really important kind of perspective shift. Yeah. And kind of going to what you were just saying about like scrolling through and seeing 
these sh- shortcuts and um, discovering these things there it's not just diets as well like um, I think we've touched on this a little bit but like supplementation is another one like people saying okay I have this like uh, fat burner that is going to you know uh, melt the fat off or something like using these kind of like buzzwords or um, marketing strategies and um, it's really speaking to the fact that people want quick and dirty solutions to problems that require slow and steady commitment, um, kind of as we've been saying this whole time. And um, I think that some of these shortcuts can even be like more nefarious than that. Like if you look at the, um, you know, I think some people are more or less aware of this, but uh, a lot of times if you scroll on social media and you see kind of these amazing outstanding bodies, um, this isn't to say that you cannot uh, build a great physique uh, naturally, you certainly can, but um, a lot of these individuals might be, be taking some kind of performance enhancing drug or steroid. And the issue with these things is that um, if your motivation behind taking these substances is I want to get to a certain place quicker, you know, building muscle takes a lot, like takes time, it takes patience. And if you're kind of using these things to shortcut that process, um, maybe you don't like the way you look, like you have body image issues um, and you think to yourself, if I can just get this body that I want, then this is going to fix everything. Like I'm going to not feel so bad about myself um, and I'll finally, you know, have confidence, etc. But, you know, getting that dream body isn't necessarily going to fix that, uh, especially if you're taking that shortcut because it's the process of getting there that is going to help cultivate um, those positive mentality shifts um, you know, through overcoming adversity and figuring out challenges, like if something isn't working for you, you have to work through that um, instead of just, you know, getting there without embracing the process and learning the things that come as you get to those results and as you achieve that dream body. And if you are kind of just taking a certain thing to shortcut that and you're not learning the lessons along the way, um, your goal of, you know, you know, okay, maybe you have a great body, but you know, the reason you wanted to get that in the first place was to help with, you know, the way you're feeling on the inside. And maybe you've gotten that now, but instead of being like, uh, you know, unhappy with yourself and overweight, you're unhappy with yourself and shredded. And it's like, what difference does it make? Like the whole point of doing this was to, um, you know, have a more meaningful life and be able to uh, live on your own terms. And you've kind of robbed yourself of that by skipping things. That's a really interesting point that I, that, um, is, is important to, is important to harp on a little bit. So I think, uh, part of the mentality that, um, just the mentality of searching for a shortcut is, is kind of skewed and you're, you're not viewing fitness or any path to a goal as an opportunity for self-improvement and growth. You're focusing on like, hey, how do I get to the end goal instead of saying, hey, how do I become the person who deserves this goal? And that's um we I talk with honors about this all the time, but like the the main thing that I've gotten out of my fitness journey is the mental shift is building that self-confidence and that comes through actually putting in the work so even if there was a pill that you could just take and you take it for 30 days and then you like have the body you want what are you truly getting from that like you look in the mirror you're like oh that's cool but you don't actually feel any different inside because you haven't done any of that work you haven't done any of the internal work you haven't actually pushed yourself to to be deserving 
of that of that goal. So I think just the way people are constantly seek shortcuts is a fundamental flaw in your mindset around health and fitness. Yeah, completely agree. And I like to say that the process is actually the prize and the outcome is a result of following that process. Like if you focus solely on the outcome, you might lose kind of the journey that it takes to get there uh, instead of focusing on, okay, what things do I need to be doing in order to better myself? And I will just naturally get to that outcome as a result. So you can have kind of those like those dreams and those aspirations, but focusing on them exclusively instead of thinking about the things that are going to get you there um, might be taking away from everything that you could gain. And like you said, it really is the mental shifts that you make in getting there. Like when I first started uh, getting into fitness, it was uh, obviously to, you know, to develop a great body and kind of build, uh, you know, that self-confidence. But the self-confidence didn't necessarily come from getting the body. It came from the uh, work that was put in in order to get to that place. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to get a shortcut, uh, if you're constantly seeking shortcuts, um, I guess another point to bring in that I just thought of is like, that actually takes a lot of mental energy. It's like looking for the shortcuts and constantly being on that roller coaster of like, oh, here's this new thing. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, here's this other new thing. Oh, that didn't work as well. Like that also is just, um, yeah, I actually think uh, in in many respects that takes more energy than just saying, "Hey, these are the things I'm focusing on, and I'm making I'm making a a year long commitment to this, and let's make it happen." I think uh, that was just something that popped in my head, but I think that's an important point as well. Is like, what kind of what kind of uh, energy is this really putting into my life, and what is or what is this taking out of my kind of um, uh, mindset. Well, you know, it's unfortunate too, because the whole point of the shortcut, like, as we've been saying is to save time, but people spend years and years switching, you know, between these different things. And if they had spent those years, just like embracing the thing that they've been avoiding from the start, they would have gotten there already and saved a ton of time. And, uh, I heard this first from Lane Norton, but, uh, and I'm not sure if he borrowed it from somewhere, uh, but basically, uh, it goes that, um, the results are in the hard work you've been avoiding. So, uh, I really, I, I really, I really, <laughs> I really like that because it's like, you're expecting the results from trying to take these shortcuts and from avoiding these uncomfortable things. Um, but you know, you're not going to get there, uh, with the ways that you've been doing things and, uh, you need to lean into, uh, those kind of uncomfortable truths you may have been, you know, putting at the back of your mind, like maybe you're seeking these shortcuts because you don't want to necessarily uh, admit to yourself that it's going to take, you know, time, it's going to take hard work, it's going to take patience, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, and that can be daunting for some people. But I think the earlier you can embrace that and say, like, this is going to be a growth process, this is going to be a way for me to um, learn more about myself and uh, better, not only my, you know, myself physically, but mentally through this process. Um, and that's going to be so much more fulfilling than, you know, taking those shortcuts. Yeah. So if you have up to this point, really focused on shortcuts and constantly sought new, 
uh, supplements, revolutionary diets, uh, new kind of training modalities. If you've constantly sought for new ways of doing this in a way that's going to shortcut uh, the path to your goal, I would really encourage you to um, analyze why you are viewing things in that way, why you are, um, uh, and I would encourage you to just commit to commit to the goal and commit to kind of the fundamental things that are tr that are actually backed by science that are going to get you results over the long term and say like, Hey, I'm just going to put my head down and put in the work and I'm going to show up every single week, week after week, month after month, year after year. And before you know it, you're going to accomplish your goal. I, I know it's not the, it's not the two weeks to like an awesome body. And, uh, I understand the appeal of that, but, uh, this is way more meaningful because you become the person that you truly want to become to along the process of getting to that goal. And there is, there's more value in that than the actual goal that you have. Um, we see this, we see this all the time with our clients as well. Like you're, uh, we have people come into our vegan superhero Academy and they're like, Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. It's like, okay, great. And then at the end of the program, like they're like, Oh yeah, I lost 20 pounds. That was cool. But actually what I got was I completely changed my relationship with food. I completely, um, kind of transformed my confidence. I, learn the fundamentals of what matters for long-term, like lifelong, uh, um, fitness success. I changed, uh, how I view myself when I look in the mirror every single morning, I change how I show up in my relationships because I'm more confident and I, uh, have, um, invested in myself and kind of put myself first so I can show up for other people. And, uh, I think, um, which is kind of the, the idea of like not being able to pour from an empty cup. Like I filled my cup up and now I can kind of pour into others. So all of those things are the things that's like, that's what I'm really getting from this journey. And even if there was a pill that I could take and after 30 days, I'm getting my dream body. You're not actually getting the, let's say you, uh, yeah, it's a, a fat burner pill and you lose those 20 pounds in, in uh, a month or two. It's like, okay, cool. But you didn't put in the actual work to, to, to get those other things. And you actually, you're, you didn't get out of your fitness journey. What, what, uh, fitness is truly all about. And that's the stuff that we should all be focusing on. Totally. I think you've said pretty much everything I wanted to say, like really reiterating that, you know, obviously developing your body is is part of fitness but i think what's get lost for a lot of people who are on the outside looking in is that it's really about those mental shifts that you undergo as you go throughout the process and that that is as important if not more important than any kind of physical results that you're getting yeah and that is only something that you can get from actually showing up every single day and putting in the work so if you do that that is going to completely transform your life uh, no fad diets, no revolutionary supplements, no new training approach is going to, uh, give you that. So first of all, not only is that not going to give you any, any additional success, it's not even going to shortcut the process, but even if it did, then you're not actually getting out of your fitness journey. What fitness is truly about. Completely agree. And, uh, just a quick note, like if you are somebody who 
you've gone through these cycles of fad diets and bouncing back and forth from different things and you're lost and confused and you don't know where to go for information and you know what's correct um, there's a lot of that these days that's where a coach comes in like the coach can be that person that can guide you and say you know these are some of the things that you've been doing here's kind of what the evidence says here's you know kind of these fundamental principles and they can help guide you through that process so that you're not left spinning your wheels for more years on end if you've kind of been on that path of being misguided and misled before which is easier more now than ever these days yeah that's an interesting point i think if there was any shortcut to success in in your fitness journey or in any kind of area of life that you have a a really concrete goal to it's getting mentorship from somebody who has already accomplished that goal so they can cut through the bs and they can say this is exactly what you should do just show up follow this for 90 days and your life will transform that is uh yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that previously, but that's <laughs> oh sure, that is, oh sure. If there, if there is a shortcut to success, it is that, and I have found that in my own fitness journey. I found that in uh, my entrepreneurial journey. That is what has always cut the learning curve for me, and it's not. It's it doesn't. It cuts out some of the. It, it cuts out the um, uh, kind of distractions. And that is the shortcut is just saying, hey, this is the shortest path to success. It doesn't cut out the work, uh, but it just says like, hey, this is exactly what you need to do to get there as, uh, as, as efficiently as possible and be able to maintain that over the long term, which is really the, uh, the kind of um, should be the, the focus of everyone in their fitness journey. And that peace of mind can't be understated. Like the fact that you know that you have somebody guiding you to do the right thing instead of constantly figuring out or worrying like, am I doing the right thing? Uh, That will free up kind of that mental clutter and mental space as well for you to uh, focus on improving, you know, all aspects of your life outside of fitness, having that person to take away those um, anxieties and those worries about, you know, am I doing, am I doing this correctly? Yeah, that stress is so, uh, can be so fatiguing. And I, I've experienced that as well. And if I, so I've been training for about 12 years now and I could have realistically done everything that I've done in the last 12 years within about four years, if I had just focused on what actually mattered from the very beginning. So if I could go back, um, and just train myself, (laughs) uh, I'd be able to accomplish that in four years. And so, yeah, I think if there is any shortcut to success in fitness, it is that it is kind of getting mentorship from someone who has done it. Um, and really focusing on, uh, experts, whether it's coaches, trainers, um, or just, uh, influencers, thought leaders, uh, focus on getting your information from people who actually back their, uh, uh, suggest uh, back their approaches in science, and that is crucial. If you're just uh, following influencers who promise you that this brand new pill that uh, they just um, developed is going to be the cure to your fat loss woes, like that's not uh, that's that's for sure a a mirage, and it's not going to get you where you want to go. I couldn't agree more. I think you've you said it you said it perfectly. Cool.
All right. So I hope that everyone enjoyed uh, listening to this episode. Um, always enjoy our conversation. So thank you so much for your time, Ben. And uh, yeah, please uh, stop searching for those shortcuts. Focus on the fundamentals and commit to just showing up and doing the work every single day. That is where true life transformation is going to occur. And that's when you're going to get the most out of your fitness journey. So thanks so much. And we'll catch you in the next episode. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out theveganjim.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at theveganjim.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.